Welcome back to the first carry update of the second hour. Earlier, we were talking about reefer rejection rates, volumes, and a little bit of lanes. Now we're going to shift gears a little bit. What are we looking at here with ocean volumes? The boat <laughs> crossing the pond. So, kind of interesting. Uh, starting here right around about the, you know, May 13th, we saw volume start to pick back up on the ocean freight. And they continue to rise. And they've been a little bit elevated. Of course, now if you look back in previous histories, you'll see this trend, but I think it's kind of carried over a few more days than what it should have as we get now to, to June. You know, we're showing here all the way to June 6th. Uh, and we're kind of keep an eye on this and see if what all continues. Now, what we'll be picking up and shipping right now, well, you know, you're looking at, you know, 25 to 35 days across the ocean, depending on where it's going. Uh, then you're looking at a few weeks to get it from where to, uh, off the boat from a port to a, a DC, then to a store. Uh, probably a lot of back to school uh, coming up for, you know, the first week of August, second week of August, uh, that kind of timeline right there. Uh, we're getting into a time period where ocean, you know, kind of should slow down uh, and then pick back up for fourth quarter. Now, remember, what we call fourth quarter is not their fourth quarter. They've got to get it to the U.S. ports uh, October, end of middle of October, end of October understand there's a rush there might be some backups because they want to have it all on the shelf and <clears throat> probably now even earlier because you know they don't always start uh the, the christmas sales at black friday anymore yeah everybody's starting them two weeks earlier maybe sometimes three weeks earlier so all this uh all this needs to be shipped earlier so you're looking at you know august september is the big shipping time for the cruise for the cruise ships uh, <laughs> it the, is right uh, now it's big yeah, time. <laughs> for, for the container ships to get this freight over in into these ports and of course they'll They'll, they'll ship it all the way up in, in, in the November, but their high time will be that August, September. So keep an eye on these volumes and see if they drop down here here soon. If not, we can start seeing, you know, wondering kind of what's going on if these volumes remain elevated. Are they expecting us to, to be spending more here in the fall, which is is not the way they believe with, you know, student loans coming out and thinking that spending is going to be restricted. I also like to check what's going on between just the U.S. and China. So I look at this, and again, you can see right around a little bit before, you know, a little bit after May 13th, volumes picked up, but they've been pretty steady and not growing as much. So, yes, this is part of the reason, and but then we were getting other more uh, <clears throat> TEU volumes imported from elsewhere as well. So it's not just China. So that's a good thing because typically when you see, you know, Americans buying anything, it's you turn it over and it says made in China. Walk, yeah. in, walk in your kitchen and start turning bowls over and everything in your kitchen and just start turning it over and you'll see made in China. So a lot of our goods come out of China. So I always like to keep an eye on what's going on between the Chinese ports and the U.S. ports as well to see if those volumes are picking up. And I think it's important to see is one big trend that we're seeing that began with the pandemic is that the share of Chinese imports relative to other Asian countries. China's losing some of that market share, partially because of the softness in their manufacturing output, but partially because countries like Vietnam and other Southeast Asian countries have actually become the new centers of manufacture due to attractive labor costs and other things. And less tariffs that were, that were <clears throat> there was a lot of people that moved just because of tariffs down to, into the Vietnamese uh, and you know, Taiwan, what else? They moved their operations down to avoid some tariffs. So yes, that's very true as well. <clears throat> Let's check out what's going on with rejection rates. Uh, we, you know, if we see the supply tighten up, we're allowed to see rates go up and rejection rates go up. So very interesting to see for ocean TEUs. Now this is all ports to, to you know, everywhere to, to the United States. We've seen rejection rates climb up to about seven and a half percent. 
So again, we're seeing some some different kind of movement here on the ocean, on what's you know coming ac- imports coming across the sea. So this is something that you definitely want to keep in mind because this is the very beginning of the American freight system. Uh, obviously, we have our own manufacturing in the U.S., but a lot of our goods come from across the seas, and we'll start to see recoveries, et cetera, or changes that are happening on the ocean that will affect us. And we can kind of, it's a, it's a major KPI for what is going to be uh, kicking in for the freight uh, industry in three to six months. Exactly. And we talk about upstream. We're not thinking of like a river, folks. We're talking upstream across the oceans based on our current American base, uh, supply chain. So pay close attention, China, as well as other Southeast Asian countries for imports. If we start to see this kind of resiliency go, this could lead to inventory, inventory restocking and a little bit better outlook uh, in, you know, 60 to 90 days from now. Donnie, thank you so much. That's a wrap for this carry update. We'll have one more later on in the show, but until then, we're going to toss it back over to Kayleen Anthony for our next guest.